right, everybody, welcome back. Another exciting episode here of Leap Into the Week. As always, have my fearless guest right here with me, Mr. Patrick Fingal, CEO over at Leap. Everybody, the number one CRM in the country, built for contractors. So get with the game, all right? But today, we're talking about if you're a contractor, how are you going to stand out in your market? I mean, you may be in that area that where you've got maybe 100 contractors that you're competing against. Um, it's a crowded metro area where other people are beginning to move into your market that at one time was not so crowded. You were the only guy, the only player in the game. Today, we're talking to Patrick about what he would do in a crowded market and what he has done uh, to differentiate his companies and stand out from the competition. Patrick, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. As always, man, I'm excited. Of course, man. We're moving in here two months in. Folks, go back and watch weeks one through seven. Um, some great stuff last week we have from Patrick, and we appreciate it. Um, Patrick, we're talking about these crowded markets, and I want to start with a question that's be dear and, near and dear to your heart right now, and that's LEAP. I mean, let's, let's mm -hmm. be honest. The CRM market is a, I'm going to say, cutthroat one at times. Mm -hmm. This tech world. I mean, this ain't for the faint of heart, brother. So you know very well, having been and sold a contracting company, now you're helping contractors and competing against big boys. How is, what are you telling your people now behind the scenes? How is Leap doing this right now? What, would, what suggestions would you make to contractors? Yeah, so I have a philosophy. I learned this on both sides of the business. And I've actually shared this with you at IRE when we were talking. And it goes like this. You can be something to everyone or you can be everything to someone. And I think that that's really important in crowded markets. It seems like just some saying that something body made up, but be something to everyone or be everything to someone. And in lots of places of life, you can already start thinking, man, where am I everything to someone? People automatically go to their children. They go to their wives. They go to their friends, you know, and they're like, I, you know, I want to be my wife's everything. I want to be my husband's everything. Right. It'd be my child's everything. They're the most important things in the world to me. Well, in business, it should be the same conversation. In business, there's this fear of FOMO. Oh, yeah, we got we need this partner. We need that partner. You know, uh, oh, well, well, we we don't want to exclude ourselves to just, you know, this county or this town. You know, we want to serve the greater Atlanta market. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, you're, you're failing. I mean, you're dabbling in the greater Atlantic market. You're not serving anybody. You're not everything to someone, you're some little thing to a whole lot of people. So, you know, in those scenarios, you kind of have to get small. You know, I have a, 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 a business, um, call, call them a, an operating partner, an advisor. And she told me, you know, about this thing that's like the bullseye effect. So, you know, if you could only, you got one dart and you can hit any place on the board, what do you do? You hit a bullseye. Right. And so, you know, when you're playing darts, eventually you want to learn to hit out from the bullseye. But if you could say, if I told you, Patrick, you can only hit one place every time you throw a dart, it only hits one place on the board. It's the only thing that you can hit. Other than that, you miss. And you're like, bullseye, bullseye, bullseye. But then you start thinking, well, I might not be able to win the games where I need to hit a 20 or an 18 or a 17 or something like that. But it's like, yeah, but it's pretty cool because somebody hands me a dart, I hit the bull. Somebody hands me the dart, I hit the bull. I do it with my eyes closed. So it's, you know, it's, it's, it, that's an amazing thing to be able to do. I put seven darts all in the bullseye. And, mm -hmm. and then, so what happens is once you can hit the bullseye blindfolded, 
Then you say, okay, let's move out from the bullseye. Think of like a target. Mm. Let's move out from that. So, you know, for us, like at Leap, what we try to do is we try to get small. You know, we have lots of product functionality, but we do some things really, 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 really well. And that's what we celebrate. You know, people use us for this. They use us for that. They use us for this. We do a lot of things. Trust me, I mean, it's software. You got to do, you know, you do some things really well and you do some things light. I think for us, the strategy isn't looking at the things that we don't do well and figuring out how to fix that so we can be everything to everyone. What we do is a little bit different. We look at the things that we do really well and we figure out the people that we can connect that with and we go after them. Well, Patrick, no, we say, hey, we do this really well. We do it better than anybody else. So I might ask, I'm asking maybe an ignorant question right here. So forgive me, but could it be difficult for some contractors to figure out what they do really well or better than everybody else? Have you found that like, because I mean, I would think, okay, maybe it sounds in theory very easy to figure out, okay, I do this better than everybody. But isn't it possible that what you do great, maybe nobody likes, but what you do maybe... You're, you're maybe A, B, and C, but what you're doing down here in the C level is really resonating with people. Except you just don't like doing it, um, but you don't even know that that's your best product is right is that third one down. I, I'm just wondering if that's tough. I mean, listen, you don't have to just, it's not just an organic result of what you do. It can be what you want to do well, but just know who you, what you want to do and who you're doing it for. So for instance, you're in a crowded Atlanta market, right? And obviously you want to attack the entire market, right? And then maybe even you're going to spin up an office in Savannah or something like that, right? Um, and so like, you know, that, that's our goal. But right now we're, you know, we're an Atlanta roofing company. And I think like, you know, so maybe not even Atlanta, maybe it's a subset. It's like, man, Atlanta's yeah. a massive market. What we really do well is this county. It's where we're located. It's our backyard. Our jobs are concentrated here. We did an episode a while back, I think, where I taught you how to get the market share and figure out what your market share is in your own backyard. And then you kind of change your advertising and your strategy. And you say, until we're at 40, 50 percent market share in our backyard, we're not leaving the bullseye. We're not doing it. We're hitting bullseyes until we do it. So the message then becomes, hey, we're Atlanta's number one roofing company, which is a lie or Atlanta's number one window company, unless you are. But like, you know, let's hypothetically say you're a smaller guy, you know, and it becomes, hey, we're, I don't know, a subset of Atlanta, but like for us, it would be like, we're Howard County's go-to premier contractor. And you know, what's funny is I think every contractor can say, you know what, somebody in my market's saying that already. And we didn't want to do that because we feel pigeonholed to that. Mm -hmm. So there comes that FOMO. Mm. You know, yeah. so people are afraid of the bull. They are, man. It's, it's hard. You know, it's like with our software, our software definitely works better for particular verticals and other verticals, but we have some people that use it that are in these unique verticals. So it's like, hey, do we want to say, hey, we're really a product for these particular people or are we a product for everyone? Because we have three people that are, you know, way over here selling palm trees and they're like, hey, we got three palm tree companies that are using our software. So Let's not exclude them from our marketing, our messaging, our brand and what we do, because we don't want to exclude that potential business. And so I think getting yourself narrow, you know, and figuring out what you're doing well is a whole lot different than like excluding people. Because, again, you bellow out from the bull. 
Yeah. Right. I mean, you, you, you know, you just you kind of you kind of ripple out from it. I mean, you think of a thousand companies that do this and it, like they did this really well, like Starbucks sold coffee. That's it. Dunkin Donuts sold donuts like that was it. Then they sold coffee. Then they sold sandwiches. You know, when they were trying to become the donut kings of the world, they weren't worried about the coffee market. Yeah. Or the, the, you know, flatbread market or whatever, you know. So, you know, companies do that really, really well. So think about today. Think about what you do today. Think about who you serve today. Champion that. Cheer that. Get your company rally cried behind that. Sell that. And when that starts to decay, start to create a vision to bellow out from the bull. I just coined that phrase. I don't know if bellow is a word, but it means to me like kind of ripple out, I think, or something like that. But, you know, start to start to ripple out from that. You're, you can cut somebody off for 12 months or 18 months and get really focused and then and then ripple. Yeah. That makes sense? It does. Bellow out from the bull, man, of course. I mean, everybody knows that. Uh, <laughs> I love the saying. When, when we're talking about this, is you, let's just let's stay on this, you know, coming out from the bullseye right here. I think that there are some contractors who may feel like, Patrick, I want to make an impact outside of my bullseye. But I'm competing against guys in my area. They got $50 million budgets or they got a million dollar budget. I mean, I got I got an office person administrator who happens to be my sister-in-law. And I got a budget of maybe $10,000 for the whole year I've devoted towards that marketing side. I'll talk about referrals in a minute. Can that guy still compete? Should he be down on himself? What advice do you have for that contractor who's in that scenario right there, Patrick? You know, it's, it's everybody. Listen, first of all, that never goes away because there's always somebody bigger. So you're never going to go away. You know, I mean, it, it, and, and then believe it or not, when you become the premier in your market, let's say you build the largest home improvement company in the nation, whoever's managing that or running that, I promise, is looking at some other industry where, look, oh, man, I built a billion dollar home improvement business, but it still only scratches the surface to the seven billion dollar or ten billion dollar business I could build if I was in this other place. You know, so when you're looking up, I mean, you can always look up. Right. I mean, you really can. So, you know, I think when you're small, can, trying to compare yourself to somebody else, I think, one, it's, you know, it's probably a fool's errand uh, because it's infinite. You're always going to do it. Um, except for a select few people in this world that have made it to the tippy top, right? Uh, but even they're probably competing against one another on a daily basis. Um, so it's a little bit of a fool's errand. So, you know, I think when you try to, you know, think about taking market share from that company or you think about your $10,000 advertising budget, you know, I think you should do it through the lens of ROI. You know, I have $10,000 to spend. How can I turn it into 20? How can I turn it into 30? How could I turn it into 40? How could I turn it into 50, 60, 70, or 80? You know, what's the best place for me to do that? And the best place for you to do that most likely has nothing to do with how that big competitor is doing it. Yes. it it's probably totally different. Like they're on television and they're on radio and they got mailers going out and they got billboards on the interstate. Yeah, they're not doing that with $10,000. So the relevance of them goes bye-bye. And the relevance of, okay, how do I get the most ROI for $10,000? Forget the ecosystem that's out there. You know, um, and that's how you go after it. And then before you know it, you're on the billboard. Because you that $10,000 budget this year, if you were ROI focused, you turned it into 60 or 70, and you used your own playbook to do it, not the playbook that you see a, a $50 million company using. 
you know, because their advertising budget's extreme. I wasted a lot of money doing that. Yeah, I talk from a place of experience, not from a place of knowledge, right? So, you know, I just, I wasted a ton of money because, you know, I looked at these companies like, I want to be those companies, so let me mimic those companies. Well, those companies didn't get there by mimicking somebody else. They got there by trailblazing, you know? So, you know, you got to, uh, you know, you have to, you have to figure out your way up that. So maybe they don't have to do canvassing anymore because they don't want to deal with that. But maybe for your $10,000, the best thing you can do is hire, you know, four or five guys, go pound the pavement, pay them, you know, 12 bucks an hour, 13, but whatever it takes plus commissions, you know, that might not be their strategy, but it's yours. And, and that's how you're going to grow. So I, I think that it's a fool's a little bit of a fool's errand to focus too much. It's different than laying in bed and having dreams of being that size or taking business inspiration from them, tactical business inspiration. Um, that's different than building your business model to attack theirs when it's a fraction of the size. You know, well, so you is- might have to be, you might have to be Columbia's number one roofing contractor, even though you're isolating windows and you're isolating siding and you're isolating your one day bath. You might have to just do that and narrow in. And you know what I just want to say? When you look at the big companies that advertise on TV, you'll find that most of them advertise a single product. And they sell those alternative products. So what are they doing? They're trying to hit the bull. They're like, nope, on this medium, all we do is go after this. It's in this market. This product is more open than this product. We go after roofing in the Northeast and the Southeast. There's no one-day bath company, so we go after that, and we get small. Well, what about roofing in the Southeast? Don't you want to attack that? No, we just want to grow. And if we can grow faster by selling one product than we can grow by selling three products, then great. Let's do it that way. I need less people that know how to install these things. I have concentrated marketing effort. I need less salespeople complaining that I'm not giving them enough leads for that particular product. And I'm growing at a rate of 50% or 100%. And that's what I want to do. The easiest, simplest way to do that is the best plan. Yeah, so much of what you're telling me right now, Patrick, I keep on kind of thinking to myself, it takes it takes a a business owner willing to kind of maybe step back from a little bit of that pride factor seems like to to look at it through a lens of ROI instead of looking at it through a lens of what is my competition doing and am I keeping up with the Joneses as the saying goes rather than am I making the most out of the budget that's directly in front of me? Oh man, yeah, yeah. And sometimes it's, it's the it's sometimes it's the sheep that strays from the flock that finds the best grass. You know, I mean just. <laughs> Hundred percent. Sometimes you get eaten by a wolf. (laughs) You know, know, whatever. You know, but you know, you go, you go into crisis, you go back into formulation, right? So if you listen to my last ones, I mean, you know, we go over here. This is our plan. We're going to go in this direction. We think that what works for our business. We go into concentration. We get eaten by a wolf. You know, there was no grass over there, right? And then what we do? We go back into formulation. We regroup with the flock. We keep doing that. You know. Yeah, but I'm also thinking about it from your perspective. I, I love this, you know, bellowing out from the bull. Sometimes as you're, you know, you're bellowing out there from that bullseye, you're probably going to take a couple shots that are just going to miss the board um, until you get better at it and you're actually hitting that greater bullseye that you're actually mm-hmm. aiming for right there. You're bellowing mm-hmm. out from that thing right there. Yeah. The trick, is to, know when the, the trick is to know when to fail. So, you know, there's sayings around this. Anything there's sayings around is always like an area that you should really try to invest in education. Don't get on those sayings. Hire, hire, slow, fire, fast. You know, uh, you know, 
you know, uh, you know, train train them in cl- classes, kick them in asses, right? Uh, there's, uh, you know, uh, don't be afraid to fail. Fail fast. Whenever you hear sayings around something, it means that there's a problem in the environment that multiple people have experienced and people don't know how to solve it in a singular fashion uh, because you can't solve it in a singular fashion. It's highly customizable to the scenario. In some instances, it makes sense to hire quick and fire fast. In some instances, it makes sense to hire very slow and fire slow. In some instances, it makes sense to hire in classes. In some instances, it doesn't. It's a one-on-one, right? Uh, So what's really important is in the concentration state. Like, so you're trying something. You know, hey, we're going to be the premier roofer for the Columbia, Maryland. That's where I'm at, Maryland. We're Columbia, Maryland. We're going to start there. We're going to see if our leads convert at a higher rate if we narrow our advertising. Instead of sending like broad stroke advertising, we're going to get real small. We're going to work that. But we're going to go for referrals, and it's going to be a Columbia referral network. We're a Columbia homeowner referral network. We're going to get really small, and we're going to test that. And we're going to see if that works. And then we're going to replicate that over here in this other town, Ellicott City, or you know whatever else it is. And we're going to prove that theory. The important thing is when you do your formulation, you do your plan, and you move into that concentration state a lot of times people build a plan they go to execute the plan the plan doesn't work so then they fall back on this saying fail fast and they're like hey we gave it a shot it failed uh hold on for a second because that's the number one problem in business is you put together a plan you go to execute it and it fails and you go immediately change the plan because changing the plan is easier than digging your goddamn heels in and going to work and staying committed and true you know, you learn this from wars. I mean, the first wave, I mean, it typically take a beating. You know, you can either say retreat and run back, or you can send the second wave, then the infantry, then the cavalry. And sometimes that's hard because those first waves are taking a beating. And it took us, we lost more men than we thought we were going to lose, but we won. That's a bad scenario because I'm using war terminology, but. You know, it's sometimes it feels that way when you're trying to launch something or do something and you're a business owner, you're staying up at night, you're stressed and you're thinking, is this plan going to work? And you you bail on it too early. So, you know, you do want to take chances. You do want to fail at things, mm-hmm. but you don't want to fail because of execution. And it's sometimes it, that line gets real blurry between was the process the right process? Was the initiative the right initiative? Or were we executing it poorly? You can also dig your heels in for way too long. And, you know, you have vanity in it. You've tried to execute it. It's not working. And you just dig your heels in and you keep pushing your team and keep executing. And then you can lose the war. Yeah. You know, I mean, you lose the initiative. So understanding that point is really, really critical. Folks, we're with Patrick Fingles here, CEO over at Leap. I encourage you to go over to Leap to Digital. Patrick, we are talking today about competing within a crowded market. And that's sort of the final question I have for you is this. Referrals right now, man. Um, sometimes when we're talking about competing in a market, referrals can be something that are overlooked. We're so busy trying to get the SEO and trying to drive traffic. Referrals can be such a powerful point and such a powerful pressure point or point for a contractor out there to grow their market share in your experience is this a part of the company that is overlooked the the opportunity to capitalize on the business already in the door and what have you been successful at how have you been successful in garnering more business from the people that are already fans 
of your company. Yeah. So one, I think referrals are highly subject to the products that you sell. You know, I mean, it does make a difference. If you sell something that is uh, pretty repeatable or kind of goes in waves, for instance, let's say you're selling solar, you know, um, solar is, uh, you know, uh, something that everybody can have. So you get into a community, uh, you're selling alarms, you're selling pests, you're selling something like that landscaping where the community is, you know, going to, you're going to see the same people coming in and out of the community, right? Like in my mm-hmm. community, everybody's got the same alarm sign. Like when the community was built, they came in, they wiped it out, man. They got everybody, right? Very referral-based, probably heavy concentrated on canvassing, and they just got it done, right? Same thing with solar. Other products, roofing and windows, still very good for referrals, but maybe it's not the entire business model because, you know, you do a great job for somebody. Like I don't, I don't know anybody that's in the market for windows right now. Like, it, let's say I love Windows, right? Like, I love the company, right? Uh, Universal Windows Direct. I'm a champion for them, right? I don't, I don't, but I don't know anybody needs Windows. So if I come across somebody who needs Windows in the next 10 years, happy to send them their way. But I don't, it's not a typical conversation, right? Um, so, it, but it doesn't mean that they don't focus on it. Sure, they get them and you have to put programs in place. So I don't think anybody should ignore word of mouth advertisement. It's cheap. It closes at a really high rate. I mean, talk to Ryan Groth over at Sales Transformation Group. I mean, he's very passionate about it, right? Um, and I totally align with everything he's saying. But know your business, know your plan, you know, and be like, and look, you know, when you talk about expansion or you talking about bellowing out, be like, hey, man, is there a product that we can bring in that's maybe really referral-based to help offset the ROI or investment costs on, you know, this other product that we sell, which is, you know, much as a much smaller referral market, it is not dead. There's a referral play for every product that's sold. It does take work. However, you can think about it more strategically because I do think um, there's a referral play uh, frequency that increases based on the product. And that's a product that you could bring into your business. Folks, if you missed any of this, of course, we are talking here with Patrick Fingles about standing out in a crowded market. Patrick, obviously I'm taking the bellow out from the bull out of this one. Um, you can be something to everyone or you can be everything to someone. Um, that right there, in my opinion, really sums up the approach within a crowded market. I love what you said about looking at your marketing budget through the lens of an ROI, not through the lens of your competitor. And then finally, a strategic approach to referral-based business. Um, we get so caught up in just looking at it as a overarching umbrella. I think some contractors would be good to look at it in a much more strategic product-based approach into what is working and what is not, and then go all in for those referrals on that product that perhaps is working best for them within their company. There's a lot of great stuff here. Man, I appreciate you joining us for episode number eight. As always, everybody, if you want the best CRM in the game and you're a contractor, you go over to Leap to Digital, get with the crew over there. They'll walk you through everything that Leap can do for you. You will not be disappointed. We have a lot of clients who are using them right now. They're loving all the new features, man. They're loving the reliability, the app out there in the field. So get with the program so you can scale and grow your business faster than your competition, and you can stand out in a crowded market. Patrick, as always, thank you so much for everything, brother. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for the, 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 the advocacy, too. Of course, man. You guys are great. I love you for always, man. I mean, it's, it's the best product. I mean, it's not BS. It's the best thing you got out there in the market right now, what you guys are taking care of, and your stages are the best. 
If you, if you for us, buy us, baby. Build for listen, us, buy us. <laughs> if you can't, if you can't customize your damn stages on your CRM to what your business is doing right now, and you can't make it your own, you're in the wrong game right now. And so, please get with Leap to Digital so you can start to customize this for your business. But I'll, I'll end my plug right there. But it actually works. Thanks a lot, Thanks. brother.